Hey, good morning, friends. Skip here, your uh, host for our little podcast. I want to welcome you. Uh, I want to welcome you if you are a new listener. I want to welcome you if you are a long-time listener. A long time, I use air quotes. Uh, We've been at this for about a year. Um, I've not checked lately. I suppose we were about 360, 70 uh, episodes um, slowly growing. Uh, Really, all I do to promote the podcast is I just, you know, I'm on a couple different social media sites. I I just put it up there. Uh, I encourage you to uh, share it if you're inclined to, you know, if not, that's okay. I don't really worry about it. Uh, I'm glad that uh, if you're listening, it helps. And uh, please take take only from this what is helpful on your journey. Uh, and uh, I, again, want to extend a welcome. Uh, I want to talk about a what if, you know. Uh, what if... Uh, Thinking is 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 necessary yet frustrating. What I mean by what if thinking is dreaming, dreaming about who and what uh, you could be uh, if only you know uh, you made the decisions, or who or or what our society could be if. If we collectively made different decisions, <clears throat> uh, what if thinking is only helpful to a to a certain point? And what I mean by that is that uh, people can get lost in what if thinking. People can spend their whole life thinking, "What if? What if I only won the lottery?" Or, "What if?" You know, I only could lose this weight, or what if I only could finish that degree, or, or what if I only had the right job or the right partner, or the you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, it's only helpful in that we cast a vision. It is not helpful to live out of what ifs. Uh, there is a, a great line in one of the Avid Brothers songs where they say, decide what to be, and then go be it. So uh, if, you're, if you have a what-if thought that reoccurs, you might want to explore uh, what that means, what it would take to get there, and, and why you're having that recurring thought. So my, my what-if thought this morning is this. What if we humans were able to grasp the idea of both and? Isn't that strange? You may be thinking, well, we can't, can't we? And I'm going to say we can't collectively. Individually, maybe you can, maybe some others can. But as a society, as a species, as a collection of cultures... We simply cannot 
live out of things that are both and true. We gravitate, because we were trained to do so, we gravitate to absolute answers. We gravitate to our side. And we, uh, we set up an opposition, we set up a dualism to understand the, you know, our point of view as better than others. We can't seem to get to the fact that what the other person is saying is true and what we are saying is true. What other person, what the other person is saying may have validity and make sense. And we, what we are thinking, what we are saying, or what others are saying that might seem in opposition might be true. And so what I mean by this is, are we able to hold two ideas as true together? Are we able to hold two ideas um, that have some validity, may not be absolutely true, but some validity together? And as I sit here and watch the news, the answer is no, we can't. We can't uh, do that. Because what we think when we do that, or what we're trained to think is that then we're wrong and what we don't want to be according to the false reality we've created is wrong. Now let me tell you why I'm talking about this. And I'm not this is not a political statement folks. I'm not I'm not choosing sides. As a matter of fact, this podcast is about not choosing sides. This particular episode is about not choosing the sides of things. But I'm watching as, as we begin as a country to process this horrific shooting in Uvalde, Texas. I'm beginning to see on the news and on social media, and I'm beginning to hear people voice their opinion about uh, guns and about mental health and about all the issues that always come up around these really horrendous aspects of our society, I'm beginning to see the inability to be able to to think in both and terms, to be able to, to think in terms of there may be some validity in all we're talking about, and so therefore we're going to address it all. No. Everybody runs to their corner. Everybody runs to their religious, political, systemic way of thinking. And, you know, then we scratch our heads and we get angry because nothing ever gets done. Well, here's why nothing ever gets done. Because we are trained to do nothing but go to our corner. We, we are trained by the false realities, by the systems we engage in, by the belief systems that we hold on to, to go to our corner and be with our people and be against the other. And we do so because it's how we have learned to understand reality. It's how we have learned to process reality. And so it's not that anyone's sinister or evil, you know, all that sort of demonizing, that's part of the false self. It's what we have learned to do. Pick any soci- uh, sociological 
uh, hot spot, uh, hot sort of topic, um, any any point in which there there is conflict in our society, and you will see, you will see this running towards your your clan, your group, claiming your side and your truth, and deciding reality in juxtaposition against the other. In non-dualistic thinking, it that doesn't work. It's not. It's not important. What if everyone had valid concerns and we were able to uh, find a consensus and and coalesce around uh, you know the aspects of, of each person's concern, of each group's concern? Maybe we might find a resolution. I, I, I don't think we're ever going to find a complete resolution until our consciousness is raised out of the false self, myself. I, I just, I think we're always going to deal with, with these problems, with these tragedies, with major and minor issues in our society because we have learned, we are living out of a learned behavior, we have learned to address reality in a dualistic fashion, which means we are always set up and over and against another person, another idea, another thought, another religion, another political party, another country, someone else's flag, someone else's behavior, someone else's orientations. Uh, And, you know, everybody does it. Now, there may be a side of something that makes more common sense. There may be a side of an issue that might be closer to non-dualism than another. There might be a side that's more pluralistic, that's more pragmatic. But as long as there's sides and we don't think about the both-and aspect of being human, if we're not able to hold two concepts or three concepts or ten concepts at a time in our, in our psyche, then we're going to struggle with finding resolution for any issue. Uh, even the simplest thing. So let me, uh, let me give you sort of a mundane, silly example of this. Let's get away from the sort of tragic aspects of people fighting over gun control or abortion or what have you. Let me, let me just give you a, an everyday way in which we struggle with both and, right? And this is going to seem silly. This is going to seem, in the light of all this tragic stuff, uh, like a silly example. But I want to I use something completely outside of uh, the norm here, completely outside of, of any major issue. I don't know about you, but our family, and there's me, my wife, my three sons, who still are at home, and my daughter, who, who lives uh, in a different town, but when, when she's here to visit, we will struggle with deciding dinner. You can ask everyone's opinion. One person wants this, another person wants that. 
Someone wants fast food. Someone wants home cooking. Someone wants this home cooking. Someone wants to maybe order pizza, etc., etc. And what you will find, what I find, and I think you probably find when you guys, if you have to struggle with this decision in your family, is that people don't want to leave their opinion very quickly. That what will happen automatically is each member, and I probably do it too, each member of the family will dig in on what they want for dinner. And there's this sort of lesson uh, that I have to do, this sort of understanding that, well, we can compromise, right? We can, we can find ways to make everyone at least uh, somewhat satisfied with what we choose for dinner. But that's, that's an example of the inability to think in terms of the other, the both and, the holding several concepts, several truths together at the same time. Now, that's silly, right? I mean, we figure out dinner and people, you know, you may not get the pizza you want, but you'll survive. And, and I get that. And I, I certainly don't want to demean the more important topics, but that's a mundane way of, of looking at what I'm talking about that what we automatically do is we go to our own corner. <clears throat> we go to our own opinion. We go to our own wants and needs. And we exclude, we push to the side that both and. <clears throat> now, one of the things that I have noticed when we have that discussion is that my adult children have the greater ability to hold things both and together and put things in proper perspectives than say my 14 year old does. That's good. Because what we're really talking about here folks is a maturing, a maturing of, of the soul, a maturing of, of our being, uh, you know, wisdom is this ability to, to see both sides. Uh, as I've mentioned before, Richard Rohr, who's a great writer, a uh, Catholic scholar <clears throat> who um, I, I draw from a lot says that a mystic is a person who can see a wider picture. Well, I'll, I'll go further. Uh, I will say that when you're living from your authentic self, you don't get drawn into the argument. You're able to see the wider picture. You're able to appreciate, comprehend, and understand that not every point is valid, but not every point is not valid. And that you're able to weed through and move through these things. Um, we're human. We get angry, we get frustrated. But once we find our way through that, we we can come to a place where there can be a way of living that doesn't agree with everything, but doesn't dismiss everything. A way of living that is not absolute, but is pragmatic. A way of living that is not black and white, but can see the gray in things and even understand that in the gray of life, beyond the black and white, there might be an answer. 
I guess what I'm saying, and I'll end with this, we're at 16 minutes here. Uh, the authentic you, the authentic me, the authentic human, I am convinced is a being that functions beyond the programmed dualism of the world. And I think that's the only place we're going to find answers. Anyway, there you go, my friends. Um, I hope this was worth your time. And I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. It's Friday, so uh, tomorrow morning might be a little bit later. But uh, I'll talk to you then. Bye-bye.